This is a Nine Block Radio podcast. For more, go to www.nineblockradio.co.za. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of Wines of the Cape. I'm Susan, and I'll be going to the various wine farms in the Cape, giving you feedback on what they're all about. Follow us on social media and we'll soon be your go-to for which farms are most suitable to your wants for a great day out. We're on Instagram as Wines of the Cape and on Facebook as Wines of the Cape as well. Today we stay in Somerset West as we head to the Triple Three Gin Distillery, something a little bit different from wines for a change. This is a fascinating distillery with a process being run by third generation distiller, Ralph. For those of you who think gin is just kind of alcohol thrown in a bottle, Think again. Of course, it can be and sometimes is, but the real craft gins are distilled with great thought and precision. Rolf is extremely exacting where his fruits and berries come from, where they picked, when they picked, and how they're transported. Every step is carefully monitored, and the result is just wow. If, like me, you tend to stick to plain gins and play with the tonics, this is a really eye opening experience. The first gin, just juniper, is a standard gin, but what amazing quality. Sampling at first neat, and then on the rocks like a whiskey, gives you a chance to taste what an amazing quality gin this is. We did the same with their second one, citrus infusion. Again, the most amazing taste that doesn't need to be drowned with a tonic. If neat is too strong for you, like for me, add a little tonic and you have an amazing refreshing drink. As I did say last week, I am so over the rooibos Feinbos infusion trend, but their African botanicals is truly divine. I kind of put my foot in my mouth with that one and had to retract it very quickly. It also only needs a splash of tonic to make the most aromatic and tasty cocktail. They've recently broken out of their triple three formula to make a raspberry blush. This is a sweeter drink with lovely berry flavors and a light pink color. It makes a great cocktail with a few berries thrown in for decoration. The nice thing about these good quality gins is they don't need flavor tonics. They're an experience all on their own. Listen on to hear Rolf telling us about the history behind the name and more details on their distilling process. So where comes Triple Three from? Um, Triple Three, the true story is actually Triple Three was still created at Plant Lippen. And we looked for a gin brand that we can trade. And it was in 2015, and 2015 Blaut turned 333 years old. So to have a link between the place where you distill and um, and the product that comes from 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 that place or is produced at this place was beautiful. And there are still quite a few people that talk about the Blaut chain in respect to Triple Three because this is where everything started. However, in today's terms, as we moved on to Strand, um, we of course also thought of, so what are we doing with Triple Three? What are, we, what, what are we saying? And it is actually so simple and it's obvious and so authentic. I am third generation distilling, that's your first three. Mm-hmm. Then we have three copper pots from the Black Forest, that's your second three. And we have the three main flavors, flavors which is just chili perching the citrus infusion chain and the African botanical. The raspberry came to it a little bit later, 
um, as a limited edition, and in that way we didn't count it as in our first range that we that we worked with. So that's how triple three got two different meanings in the meanwhile. But I like actually the second one a lot because it's so authentic to what we are. Yeah, we may have to do something with a four because we have to do the fourth generation. And the fourth generation. And the fourth shit, exactly. So here we go. We have the two fours we have, you see. But it's, um, yeah, I think this is a very interesting part. Now, coming to the chins, what is chin all about? Um, chin is all about the matching of the chili preferred. And if you take one, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. I will show you in a moment what we're doing with it. So, the juniper berry is not growing in South Africa. Climate-wise, juniper grows from north of Germany into the Mediterranean area. So, Italy, Albania, Kosovo, the whole area down there um, is all region for juniper. Now when you take juniper and you just crack it with your nails and you open it up, you realize it's actually not a berry. It's fairly woody inside when you look at the texture. It is a cone. It is a seed cone of the plant, of the shrubs, juniper bush. And when you smell on it, it smells like sap. When you actually cut a tree or you break off a branch or something like that, the sub smell is also this type of more nearly medical, etheric type of thing. And this is exactly what you have here. So it, it, the flavor for the chin comes from the sub of the cone. Why is it called juniper berry? Because it has the skin around. But it's not juicy at all, it's totally dry. It's slightly sticky, and that is again from the sun as such. Now, this is one of the three main ingredients of a chin. And this is the part that brings the flavor. The second ingredient of the chin, and you can chew it if you want to, to, to taste it. The second ingredient that you need is alcohol. Now, Alcohol is not alcohol. What I mean with that, for gin, you should have a good quality, neutral alcohol. And we cannot distill neutral alcohol with our distilling machines. So we bind the neutral alcohol in, which is a cane-based spirit, and we're getting that in a strength of 96.4 volume percent. So it's very high alcohol, quite aggressive, but now we're putting the berries, the juniper berries, we squeeze them slightly and we put them into this alcohol. And because of this aggressive alcohol level, um, the alcohol will start to extract, um, to extract the flavor and with that We'll start to get the etheric oil, the sap, the etheric oil, out of the berry. Now this mixture between the berries and this high strength of alcohol, we're putting into the distill. 
and we will redistill it one more time. And in this redistilling, this beautiful flavors that you have from the juniper will marry with the alcohol. So the solids stay back. It's purely just the alcohol that will go through to the kettle. And when it condensates again at the end, it will carry these beautiful flavors that you now just tasted from the berry as such. So when this is done, comes the third ingredient into the plate. Well, it's again a triple three, and the third ingredient is at the end of the day water. A lot of people underestimate that one because it is the biggest part of the three main ingredients. You have only 43 volume percent alcohol, so under that circumstance, 57% must be water. And the 57% water have a lot to do with drinkability, with cleanliness, with smoothness. Um, and in that way, your, what can I say, your appetite to come back to a chip. So a lot of people say it's bad distilled, and sometimes it happens that the distiller is maybe a bit greedy and is not looking correctly when he should cut from the head to the heart, or from the heart to the tail, because the head has negative flavors and the tail has negative flavors. But if you have the wrong water, just think about you take normal town water, which is slightly chlorinated, you will taste it. So now you, of course, can neutralize it, and there are filter technologies that you can say that make this chloronite going away. Yes, it's true, but it's still not a vital water. A vital water comes straight from a dwell, comes from a direct source from the ground, and this is what we're doing. We're driving quite a few kilometers to get our water in the Borland uh, region, and bring it here and blend it then with the gin base that we distilled before. And that is the base, that is what I call Handwerk, that is the way a good gin should be made. Um, there are other ways doing it legally, um, you can just flavor it, just take the alcohol and flavor it and break it down, you can do that as well. Unfortunately you find that on the shelf too. But um, Chip will not last so long because the flavors oxidize. Where if you can properly distill the flavors into the liquid uh, or into the alcohol, you have a stable product. And even after weeks and weeks and weeks, if a bottle lasts so long, uh, you will you will have top top flavors. Head on to their website triple three to order from the online store, as they do have seasonal specials at the moment. Or Contact Alan at Authentality, who represents them in the Cape. For gin drinkers, these are an absolute must for your collection. Remember to head on to Instagram as Wines of the Cape or Facebook as Wines of the Cape to see photos of these stunning gins and meet Ralph, the mastermind behind them. Until next week, goodbye. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or log on to www.9blockradio.com dot co dot z a